What's up, nerds? Welcome to Nintendo Power Block for July 21st, 2017. Splatoon Day. Woo! Woo! Yes! Try number two. <clears throat> I'm one of your hosts, Corey Derrigan, alongside me as always. The the best man in the business and my sidekick, Eddie Eddie V, Edward Varnell. Yes, everybody. Hopefully you guys are being a kid, being a squid, and just enjoying Splatoon 2 or any video game for this uh weekend yes i'm so happy you're talking about nintendo though because there's a lot of stuff that came out but who yes yes oh man well after that audio technical difficulty from our we were having such a good conversation and we was dude everybody uh we i got to talk about the nintendo 2ds uh so uh before we get into what we've been playing uh i just want to uh everybody know i got an events look at the system and when they say that the system is lightweight it is lightweight the color scheme of the blue and black works perfectly um it offers a two uh uh, place for your SD card and micro SD card that you could just put in and use to save your games. Um, it's coming out July 28th for $149.99 and it's beautiful, man. It may be one of the best DS systems that I've seen and held in a long time. Um, so if you haven't upgraded to a new 3DS XL uh, and you want to uh, get a good price on the system, for $149.99 it's it's probably the best bet that you guys need to get. The top feels phenomenal. Touching it, it just feels so good. And it does come with a charger. Yes. Yes. I I think I'm going to get one. I really do. I I want I've been wanting a black 3DS for a long time just because like I don't know. <clears throat> Man, why is my voice so scratchy? Um I've been wanting just something that doesn't look like a toy, I guess, you know? Yes. And, like, I like my red one okay. It's cool, but, like, it still looks like, you know, a toy, you know, for the most part. But this looks like a sleek version of the 3DS that looks like, I don't know, it just, it, it's got, like, yeah, it's got the blue trim and stuff, which I don't mind. And you said it's a little bit lighter than the uh, Joy-Cons for the Switch. Yes. Uh, it looks more like the Wii U box coloring, but, like, that's okay to me. I just, I just, you know, I, I want something with better battery life and matches my switch and, you know, just, it's going to last me a while because it seems like the 3ds is going to be around for a while. And, you know, I want to be able to, and not that like my 3ds is going to die or anything. I, I mean, yes. Nintendo systems last, I just turned on my original game boy for the first time in like 15 years the other day and it still works fine. Like, you know, it's not like it's going to, stop working but right you know i just i want to keep it working longer because the 3ds library is really good and so right and i know for me i want to upgrade because i do want to play super nintendo virtual consoles uh on the go and with my current 3ds i don't have that ability 
So mm-hmm. if I could do that on the 2DS and also be able to play my Amiibos, I don't have the adapter for my old one. Plus my chip, the color and the paint on my old 3DS is like chipping away. So I'm just like, yeah, it's time for me to upgrade. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't wait, man. I can't, I, I can't wait. It's so weird to say, but like now that, you know, somebody I trust has had had access to this thing and like, you know, because I've watched a couple of videos and some people were complaining that like the top is kind of flimsy a little bit. Like it doesn't snap into place like the 3DS does. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I I'm really excited for this thing. And I I I know that like the screen is going to be a little bit cleaner. You know, the, the buttons are bigger, uh, you know, and, and it's not going to waste your battery because there's no 3D in it like. This is probably going to be the definitive uh, 3DS DS family of systems system. You know, it's gonna right. It's gonna ha- it's gonna have the long battery life. It's gonna be able to play Super Nintendo games. It's gonna be able to play Virtual Console games. It's gonna play all your 3DS and DS games. Yes, right. yes. And, and, and if I want to do 3D, I still have my old 3D 3DS. So like, if I want to do uh, Super Metroid, I'm mean, not not Super Metroid. Uh, Metroid uh, Samus Returns. I want to see that how it looks in 3D. I could do that on my old system. Uh, <laughs> but I'm probably gonna be playing most of that game in 2D anyway. So yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm <clears throat> I'm actually really excited for it. I I can't wait. I want to see it, and it's coming with Hey Pikmin. So. Uh, did they announce any type of bundle for that or anything? Or... No, there's no bundle for it, uh, for it just yet because they're just bringing the system out by right. itself. Uh, right. Because hey, Pikmin is gonna probably be like the leading game uh, with it. You know, people are gonna be like, hey, you know, if you're getting this, hey, Pikmin also came out. Um, or you also got Ever Oasis and all these other past games. That's that's gonna be good. So. They'll probably do some promotional stuff, maybe along with it, if they get the system. Right. Uh, right. So. Yeah. 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 So, Corey, uh, what have you kind of been playing? <clears throat> man, I've been all over the place, man. Last night, I was editing video, and I couldn't get my videos to process, and I was kind of frustrated, uh, you know, because we have other shows that need to be up at certain times, and yeah, and we have an announcement about a particular show, but we'll wait to after we talk about what we've been playing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm 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 really proud of what what Moose and Jason are are doing with Nerds Nerds Gone Platinum, and and we'll mm-hmm. talk about that later. But like, you know, that show needed to be up on Thursday, right? And my video wasn't processing. And the way a little behind the scenes thing is, I run my I create the video versions of the show first, right? Because that's the biggest part of what we're trying to do right now is is the video versions and then the breakouts and everything like that. Yes. Uh, and then I rip the audio file from the video versions uh, and then clean up the audio a little bit for it to run better through a you know a podcast service or whatever. So, um, but yeah, I couldn't get my videos to process and my computer was kind of overheating i think is the issue because i mean i'm doing all my editing on a on a macbook pro that's made for you know (laughs) design like web design and graphic design and writing and, and stuff it's not necessarily I didn't buy the the one that was built for video editing because that's <laughs> that's a, 
that's an extra $1,200 I didn't really have laying around, you know? So, right. <laughs> uh, so I've been trying to do it on that. And sometimes it just doesn't want to cooperate when compressing videos. And, you know, I, I was frustrated. So I kept popping up on all these different games and like, I wasn't, I was just in this mood where like nothing was hitting the spot because I was so frustrated and, you know, in, in late July, early August, somehow flies find their way through the cracks of the windows of our apartment and they just fly around. And there's there's two of them in our apartment right now that we can't get. We cannot get to save our lives because they're so fast. They just zip around and they're just like in like this fly just kept flying in front of my face like every five seconds while I was trying to play a game and I just could not focus on playing a game and and like I couldn't get this fly so I was like screw it uh but I, I tried to play Halo couldn't do it try to play DMC couldn't get into it try to download the Destiny beta my beta codes that GameStop uh gave me didn't work and I was like crap mm. which you know it's not against people that you know work at my GameStop that's not their fault shout out to Mike and, and Lydia by the way they're They've, they're the ones that always help me do everything. Make it, like they call me when there's special editions of the Wii of the Switch versions of games when they come in. Like they called me for the Rabbids Collector's Edition, which I didn't pre-order because I want the Luigi Rabbit, not the Mario Rabbit. But you know they they call me and do stuff for me all the time. Uh, so like big shout out to them. But like GameStop system in general gave me the wrong codes, and that with that that sucked because that's the one I really wanted to play last night. <clears throat> Being a, a big, I guess, fan of Destiny, I guess you would call it. I, I have my issues with the game, but I still love playing it. <laughs> uh, you know, so I was like, screw it. So I took my Switch and my 3DS into the bedroom and was watching TV while I was playing Zelda. Uh, and I couldn't get into Zelda because I'm like, well, I've done everything. I just like to run around this world and kill stuff. Uh you know, but I I did farm a little bit for the expansion that's coming in the holiday. I just tried to get some weapons and some some materials and stuff. I was uh, like, I'm like, I'm not feeling this. And so I popped in Mario Kart. Yes. And, and Mario Kart 8 is so good. Like uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe for for Switch. It is so good. It is it is the best Mario Kart mechanically. And like. I don't know what they're going to do for Mario Kart 9. The only thing I can think of, which we were talking about on our first take before we found out we, had, we were having audio issues, if they merged Mario Kart 8 with Mario Kart Double Dash... Yes! <laughs> like, that's the only way I can see this series evolving. Unless they were just like, all right, we're putting out Mario Kart. It's just called Mario Kart, and it's going to be a service, and you're going to be able to, to download cups for, like, 5 bucks, 10 bucks a piece, you know? even four tracks, you know, for DLC, and it'll be a games-as-service type thing. Like, those are the only two ways I can see Mario Kart evolving. And so, like, we were talking about Double Dash Mario Kart 8 mixed together, which would be really awesome because Mar uh, Double Dash is supremely underrated. Exactly. Like, when it comes to talking about Mario Kart... Like a lot, some people are for it, double dash. Some people are not. Uh, some people complained about it, but I'm like, the level design in this game, the drifting, 
in this game. Like, going around that one track and switching it, just hitting everybody. Like, it, it's so fun. It's just so good. And I'm... And I just love everything about it. Uh, it's like it's one of the easier Mario Karts to get into, mm-hmm. but Mario Kart Eight uh, and DX, it's just it's so phenomenal. Yeah. Like, like it's challenging in a way that if uh, Corey, we was talking about this earlier, that like when you're in the back, they give you more offensive items so you could get up closer, so you have a chance to you know get the number one spot where. When you're in number one or you're like in the top two, uh, they don't they give you more defensive things for you, uh, so you could try to keep it. You know, it wouldn't make sense that if they gave you offensive stuff in the beginning to hit people. You know, you got to work hard to defend yourself. Now they need to be more fair about it, <laughs> but yeah just trying to get to number one because there's sometimes that you'll get knocked off and you'll get you'll be in first get placed in six and you want to get back to that number one spot and it might be like the second close to the third lap and you'd be like oh i need to there if we get far so yeah but it's it's a such a phenomenal game yeah yeah oh man Gosh, Mario Kart, oh, man, even my wife loves Mario Kart. She's just like, she's all about Mario Kart, dude. She's yes. like, like, it's easy for someone to get into, like, because we play, we finally move, I finally convinced her to move up from 50cc to 100cc. Nice. Thank, thank, thank God, because like 50cc is like, for people who can't play Mario Kart, I'm sorry, 50cc is just like. For casuals. Oh, man, it's rough. It's rough when you're like. When you've been playing on 200 CC, trying to gold cup all the, <laughs> all those ones, and yes. you drop to 50 CC and you've lapped like everybody <laughs> at some point, and like, you know, oh man, it's it's rough going from 200 to 50 CC, and to move up to 100 CC is like, man, I'm still winning, but like she's doing better, and it's just like, oh man, we're all about Mario Kart 8. Yes, yes, so, so good. Like she's I like. At one point, she was like, I want my own Switch so I can play Mario Kart when you're not here. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> I'll just yeah, put the I dock in the bedroom. Yeah, I haven't got my Switch yet. Uh, but hopefully by the time I come to Ohio, I'll have my Switch. And hopefully I'll have my Mario Kart 8 in this own apartment. I would, I would, train, on the, I would train up on the train. And when I see you, you'd be like, Bust it out. Let's go. You better have Splatoon 2 also so we can play Save and Run. Oh, yes. I have to. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, before we before we get into the news. Oh, uh, before oh. we get into the news and we make our announcement. Um, I've been playing Rise of the Tomb Raider. I actually finished that on PS4. Um, my Mass Effect review, I just wanted to give everybody a heads up. It will be coming next week. Uh, there's a little bit more stuff I want to put into it before I actually give you guys that release. But I've been playing Mass Effect also and Dragon Quest VIII. Um, and I still haven't started Star Fox uh, Zero yet. I'm sorry. Uh, got to start playing other games. But, Corey, we have a new show. Would you like to tell them what we, are, what we got up our sleeves? Oh, yeah. So... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off by what you've been playing. I, I just forgot that Mario Kart roll and yes. we were just like ah so uh two things 
Okay. I like how I held up one finger for two things. <laughs> uh, two things. Uh, Nerds Gone Platinum, our PlayStation show, just did an interview with Fallen Legion developers, Yummy Yummy Tummy, and that interview is so good. And by the time you hear this, that'll be up on that uh, audio feed uh, as per request from the developers. It is an audio-only thing. So you can listen to it on our YouTube channel. There's just no video that goes with it. Uh, it's just, you know, the NerdsCon Platinum logo and, and the interview. So uh, either way, you can listen to that. Uh, I'm really proud of what Moose and Jason are doing with NerdsCon Platinum. It's, you know, that, that show is growing in popularity very quickly, and it's it's great because, you know, they're, they're aiming that show in a different direction than mm-hmm. a lot of other PlayStation shows. They're aiming it towards... You know the trophy hunters they're aiming it towards people like the hardcore playstation audience and that's that's awesome you know it's 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 different which you know not that i don't enjoy like other playstation podcasts like you know podcasts beyond and other things like deliver the news and stuff and they do that too but you know to have uh a show dedicated to trophies and stuff proud i'm proud of yeah. that and like to to do the interview with the fallen legion guys it's just it's a cool interview you should go listen to it uh but the other thing that ed and i started let's pod and play yes our new video series which we announced on last week's uh arsenal x but we finally uh our first episode of that debuted yesterday with tokyo mirage sessions for wii u and (laughs) let me let me tell you what man I was I was hooked into Tokyo Mirage Sessions, and that's a game that I want to continue to play. Uh, yes, and it's also a game I hope gets a second life on Switch at some point because that that game is uh, that game is totally built like Persona, and Persona Four Golden was the perfect handheld RPG. Uh-huh. And if you could get that on Switch and let people take it with them and just get into that game, like man. Man, I, I love that game. At the, oh, the game, J Pop, Shimagami Tensei, and Fire Emblem all together. You would think it wouldn't work, but it does. Yeah, you you guys have to gotta watch some of the gameplay, hear us talk about that game. Uh, we only did like you said, like an hour and ten minutes of it. Uh, we are gonna be playing more of it, probably personally. Uh. But yeah, the game is so good, dude. I literally enjoy it. And I'm happy that you enjoyed it too, Corey. Like, this game, it didn't get as much love that it should have. But, yeah. oh, it is such... Dude, I, I just... When you said this game needs to come to Switch, I wasn't even thinking about it. And I'm just like, yeah, this would be a perfect Switch game. Yeah. Like, literally a perfect Switch game for me. Yeah, and like, you know, I played it for probably like 15 minutes when it came out and like uh-huh. I stopped playing because we were so enthralled in destiny at the time, me and my raid group. And we were raiding, like we were literally raiding three, three nights a week with, with our characters because, yeah. you know, trying and, to get in the gear and stuff. And I was like, I'll get to this when we put destiny down. And I just never did. Yeah. And I was doing paper Mario color splash. Right. Uh, I was working on that. And then I tried to get mirage. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it is a backlog game kind of for me, but like putting it in, it's still like back in my system. So if I turn my Wii on, be like, yeah, I'm gonna probably 
do three hours worth of you, even though I need to do Zelda. Yeah. So uh, that that episode is going up. Uh, it, or that episode's already up. Uh, you know, Ed and I have a couple episodes planned. Uh, you know, next week's next week's episode is all about Bayonetta two, uh, which is another game that's been teased to, for Switch. Yes. Platinum so many times. Uh, and then you know what else are we doing? Oh, we're doing the Tomb Raider Uncharted episode. Yes. Which is both games in one episode, so that's going to be interesting. And then Matt and I are going to do some Bloodborne and Dark Souls at some point. Yes. So, uh, this is just a test run show. It's going to be 10 episodes. We're going to try the seasonal thing, uh, 10 episodes per season. So, uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. It's a weekly show that goes up at 1.30 Eastern time on uh, our YouTube page and on NGRRadio.com. So, uh, let us yes. know. What, let us know what you think. the The first, ep- they're the first episode, so we're we're getting our feet wet and trying to figure out the show. But you know, I hope you guys like yes. it. I enjoy doing it. Uh, so, yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, now that we've made our announcements, why don't we get into some of the uh, some of the news, some of the happenings of yes. the world of Nintendo. <laughs> Yes. So, uh, most of these stories that are, uh, are coming from Nintendo Life. This first one, Nintendo has recently found a trademark application for the Nintendo 64 controller, which have people speculating, could a Nintendo 64 Mini Classic well, be coming? Well, Nintendo has recently filed a trademark application for the Nintendo 64 controller up, in Welcome Europe, which, given the timing, might well indicate that a Nintendo 64 Classic Mini could be in the works for next year. Um, this trademark uh, has been also filed for the NES controller and Super NES controller, so the logic does kind of sound sound right because both systems are uh, have, well. The NES Classic has came out, and the Super NES Classic is on its way uh, on the 29th. Um, so, I, I'm super stoked for this. The only problem that I have for it is just, like, what games go on the system? We know Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. Uh, we know... Uh, Quest 64. Mario Kart. Nailed oh, it. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just uh, kidding. I'm just kidding. Dude, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Uh, dude, like, what I was telling you, though, beforehand was, like, a lot of the best games now are on Rare Replay for Xbox One because they're owned by Rare now. And it's like, yes. you know, Conker's Bad Fur Day was really fun. Uh, Banjo 1 and 2, Perfect Dark. Like, those games are seminal games for the N64, and they're already out on Xbox One. Like, uh, not that, not to take anything away from, like, N64 or anything, like, anything Nintendo did, because, you know, mm-hmm. Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask and Mario 64 especially are, like, seminal games for that system. Uh, but, yeah, coming up with, like, 20 games for that system is going to be, like, really rough. And does it come with one controller, two controllers, or four controllers? Ooh, yes. That that would be the thing about it. And I think it would probably be, like, $100 for this one. Oh, yeah. Um, it would, it would, it's going to... There's no way it'd be less than $100. Um, I, I will say that, you know, maybe Microsoft can step in. Maybe yeah. Phil Spencer needs to step in and be like, hey, we know... I'm like, if you guys are making this reality, let's make a good deal. Because 
they made a good business deal. Uh, like with Minecraft, that's a good business deal that both mm-hmm. Nintendo and uh, Microsoft has made. So continue that tradition with the N sixty four. Get those old. Get per- people will want love to have Perfect Dark. People would love to have the original banjo until, until they play it. <laughs> until they play it. <laughs> yeah, until they play it. But you know those games were historical and monumental for the N sixty four. Yeah, I know. It, I'm just saying if you go. Have you tried to go back and play GoldenEye or Perfect Dark lately on N64? No. Ooh, oh, boy. You're going to be in for a treat. <laughs> no. Uh, I used to play The World Is though The World Is Not Enough on N64 multiplayer uh, with my two friends. Well, well. Dude, I for I let's talk about this for a minute because yes, N64 was the greatest Christmas gift I ever received in my entire life. Let me tell you it. My let me. Okay. Let's back up to Christmas 1996. Okay. I'm 10 years old. I'm 16. I was still debating whether or not to get a Super Nintendo because it was it came with uh, Super Mario All-Stars plus Super Mario World and Yoshi's Island. Like I had (laughs) that was that was like a, a bundle that was out. And or and do I get games for Super Nintendo or do I get the N64? Because uh, Super Mario 64 looked amazing at the time. So mm-hmm. I wake up Christmas morning because I knew I was getting one of them for Christmas. I knew it. And and so I ran downstairs and my grandma used to stay the night with us when she was alive. And she used to stay the night with us and make us breakfast for Christmas morning, me and my cousin Lindsay, who lived with us at the time. And, uh, you know, we, we ate breakfast at like 5 a.m. <laughs> and then my parents, my parents would come downstairs at like six and we were sitting there like in front of our piles of presents. And like, I was like, I know one of these has to be something. And like, at first I was kind of disappointed because I was going through, my presence and it was like clothes and in like i don't know what was popular time power rangers i guess i probably got a couple power ranger figures and like you know trying to figure out and i got a couple games for for genesis and and nintendo that my cousin had got me and like i was like oh man i'm like and like being a greedy 10 year old i was like man i didn't get anything and then i was going through my stocking and i opened the, the there was two gifts in my stocking. One was like this big box of candy or something. Uh-huh. And the oh, it was a bunch of Pez. I had got some Nintendo Pez shooters. Uh and the other one was Super Mario 64. And I had opened Super Mario 64 before I got my Nintendo 64. I was like, "Cool. Can't play it." And my mom was like teasing me. She's like, oh, you can go next door to your friend's house and play it. I'm like, but I don't like my next door neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So my my grandma was like, hold on. I think I got a few things out in the trunk of my car. And we go out there and and my dad brings in these two huge bags, one for me and one for my cousin. And in this bag was the gosh i mean you know how big the n64 box was like yes i got i got an n64 to another controller and pilot wings my grandma had gotten me pilot wings 
and two uh, and I had two controllers and I was like, okay, I don't care if anybody's coming over at noon. I'm playing my Nintendo 64. And oh my gosh, dude, like just I just remember sitting behind the couch where my gaming TV was and like plugging it in and just like my mind was blown that I was running around. I ran. I spent the first two hours of playing Super Mario 64 running around outside the castle before I even went in the castle. Yes, yes, yes. And I was like, I can swim <laughs> underneath the water. I can jump up and climb these trees and collect coins. And I was like, this game's amazing. And then all of a sudden, I ran up to the castle. I wasn't even thinking. And then Lakitu came around with the camera and was like, you know, telling me to go in the castle. And I went in the castle. I was like, there's more. There's more to this game? What is happening? Ah, so that was my I got my N64 for Christmas story. Yeah, I I I got my Nintendo 64. I asked for a Nintendo 64. So, uh I got that for Christmas with Super Mario 64. And uh unlike you, Corey, um I I disappeared like literally. Like yeah. I I opened it up. I screamed lost my mind. Because uh, I had seen this game in EGM so many times. And I knew Nintendo had... Like, I was reading about the Ultra 64. I was studying the games. Looking just like every day I was looking at pages and pages. Any new information that was coming out from Japan that was in EGM, I studied it. So the system comes out. You know, I asked for a Nintendo 64. Definitely I was going to get it for Christmas. Um... And yes, I am a teenager at this time, and I'm I'm still asking for the, for a system like that. <laughs> uh, hey, man, when GameCube came out, I was heading to heading to college at some point, and I asked for I, it for Christmas. So I I actually bought my own GameCube. I didn't start buying my own systems until uh, the first system that I ever bought by myself was Dreamcast, and then I, I did GameCube, PS2, Xbox. Like, cause I finally had a job, yes, in college, and I was buying you know, my own DS games and stuff like that. But that's for later on. Uh, but N sixty four, yeah, I I remember disappearing, uh, putting in sixty, putting in Mario sixty four, and playing that thing for almost eight hours. Like I even had to give it a rest because I had to go eat and stuff and visit other family. But running around, learning the game mechanics, doing the levels, getting the stars, like it felt like a whole new world. I've never touched anything analog until I touched the N64 controller and it clicked. Yeah. Like everything about that game clicked and I was just like, oh my goodness, this is phenomenal. Well, that, and game, then, that controller was built for Mario 64. Like, yes. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. And I didn't actually get extra controllers because nobody was going to be playing this system with me or anything. Uh, but I do remember when I got Ocarina of Time and I, I almost just, I, I literally lost my mind. Because I was just like, this is a whole new new Zelda, but this is a whole another level of video games in, for, in history for me. Like Mario 64 changed the whole gaming history. Zelda added on to that change. And I was just, and yeah, I did end up getting a PlayStation for like for my birthday and stuff. But I was playing mostly my N64 games. And I only reason why I got a PlayStation was for role playing games. That was pretty much it. Yeah, the uh, when I first played Ocarina of Time, 
and I mean, I've told this story before too, but like the only Zelda game I'd ever played before Ocarina of Time was Link's Awakening on Game Boy. <laughs> like, wow. like the original green and yellow version, not the, yes. not the Game Boy Color version. Color. <laughs> so, I wish I owned both versions. Yeah. So like <laughs> going from Link's Awakening to this was like, <laughs> ooh, it was uh it was a big change and like i i liked ocarina of time a lot until like i didn't <laughs> the shadow temple i did not realize you could go back in time <laughs> to finish the shadow temple and i was stuck on the shadow temple for months to the point where like wow. i beat majora's mask before i beat ocarina of time <laughs> can i tell you I literally had to buy. Uh, this is the first time I ever bought a Zelda strategy guide. Uh, when you went to the desert and you got caught by the females, mm-hmm. that was the time that I had to buy because I didn't know what to do. I like, I like, how do I get past this? Of course, you don't have YouTube or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I was just like, how do I? Get? Once I got past that part, I didn't look at the strategy guide at all. But I spent Christmas money buying the strategy guide. Find yeah. that strategy guy. Yeah, and like I was like, what is, what am I like? What, what do I do? And so I I stopped playing it, and I had such a sour taste in my mouth for Ocarina of Time that I was just like, I like, and that's that, <clears throat> that's probably the sole reason that game d- does not make my top five Zelda game list, <laughs> is because of that that frustration I had until uh-huh. my cousin came over. The Christmas after Majora's Mask had come out, and I had already beaten Majora's Mask, which I loved Majora's Mask. I thought it was awesome. I, oh, I still love that game so much. Uh, see, that game would never end up in my top five. Oh, see, it's totally in my top five. It's probably in my top three. But you know, we we're gonna have a discussion hopefully one day, just a, uh, maybe on the part of play where you where again you like that I dislike and vice versa because mm-hmm. right now Majora's Mask is yours but Final Fantasy 7 is mine oh, where where we each has have have a dislike for each for each other's game and I don't dis let me tell you I don't dislike Majora's Mask I just don't like the fact that there was a time limit put onto because when I play a Zelda game I want to explore See, that was the thing. Like, I still have my Majora's Mask notebook somewhere, and I had the strategy uh-huh. guide for Majora's Mask, and I had a notebook that went with that strategy guide telling me, like, okay, this is what the construction workers are doing. This is what the little girl over here is doing. This is what the old lady is doing. Like, I had a schedule. I had their schedules, and I was like, okay, now that I've memorized their schedules, let's go to the guide and see where I need to go. And, like, I had it so down pat that, like, I could... I could do the task I needed to do in like a day and a half almost unless it required like a certain time to do it. Oh, nice. Like, and I was like, yes, I love this game so much. And I delivered all the masks and I delivered all of the, uh, you know, I, I got the fierce deity, which meant doing the fierce deity thing Uh and doing the final boss fight makes that final boss fight. So anticlimactic because it's just so easy (laughs) (laughs) that it's just like oh okay well that's kind of a downer but that's okay uh because it's kind of meant to be not like meant for players to not do everything which makes it a lot harder uh so 
but yeah, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, the N64 classic. N64. Yeah, uh, uh, I know. Yeah, like oh, Jeff vs. Gemini. I love that game. That was an offbeat rare game that didn't get the love. Um, definitely for this mini classic though, I would love for Mischief Makers and uh, Sin of Punishment to come. Mischief, like, Mischief Makers is severely underrated just because it came yes. out. Of the, it came out of the time when everybody wanted to play 3D games and it was still a 2D game. Yes, uh. but it was hard as ever, and that's what I loved about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, what do I want to see on this thing? Uh, I mean, you would probably like the one game I think I would like to see on here that you know I know a lot of it would have to be go through Microsoft still. Yeah. Uh, would be Diddy Kong Racing. Ooh, yes. I would like because like I know technically Diddy Kong is a Nintendo character, but probably half of the racers are owned by rare because conquers in it banjos in it uh, yeah that uh crocodile guy is in it uh so and uh timber the remember timber the tiger that platformer that rare was working on that got canceled after they got bought by microsoft <laughs> yeah like all those characters are owned by rare and like i i i, I really hope even if it makes the box cost like an extra 10 or 20 dollars like i would love them to go to microsoft and say hey you own a library that was seminal to the n64's existence can you please help us out with this box right and and like i would love even if we just got like banjo one and you know perfect dark and not necessarily conquer because conquer's kind of conquer's that mature game that nintendo doesn't really want to show off probably i'm sure to sell this box um so, but like at least get Banjo One and maybe Perfect Dark. Um, what else? there's what else? Would I, I would like to see like Rave Wave Race. Yes. Uh, 1080 snowboarding. Uh, I think Blast Corpse was one of them. Yeah, Blast Corpse still owned by Rare too, though. Oh, okay. Uh, which I mean, you could get those games, I'm sure. Uh, Resident Evil Two. Uh. It's good on N64. Well, the N64 is the definitive version still, right? Because it has yes. all those links to Resident Evil Zero in it. Right. So I would definitely get Resident Evil 2 on that system. Like, it's it's quicker and it plays better than the PlayStation 2 version. PlayStation 1 version, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, DK64 would probably be on there. Um, we'll have to make a list. Paper Mario. Oh, Yeah. Paper Mario and Smash has to be on it. That, oh yeah, the original Smash. I forgot Mario six, Mario Kart six or Mario Kart sixty four would probably be on there. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll have to do a whole episode on this, probably around the time that the Super Nintendo maybe comes out, and after we talk about that, maybe we'll just do a whole episode on the Nintendo Super Nintendo Mini, and then we'll talk about the N sixty four. Yes. So oh, I can't I can't wait for our adventure about the Super NES Mini. That's going to be yeah. ah so fun. So much fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we have to do that and then we have to go to GameStop and get pick up Pokemon Tournament for Switch right after that because it comes out the same day. Right? It's well day. I'm well, I'm getting my party from the same place because I get a discount. Right. Well, yeah. So. Well. Oh boy. But yeah, I, that's exciting. I I like 
I like this Nintendo 64 so much. Um, so. Yeah, uh, so, uh, yeah. Okay, Ed, what else do we, what else do we got? You, well, got, you uh, got me super hyped for this N64 thing, and I'm just like, ah! <laughs> Dude, I told you it was hard, it's hard making the list. Like, literally, I was thinking about it, and it was hard making the list. Well, uh, I'm kind of going to combine these two uh, games, and then we'll get into uh, the last topic after this one. Um, intriguing musical action adventure title Figment is heading to Nintendo Switch and uh, Tiny Barbarian DX is also heading to Switch uh, with Tiny Barbarian DX you can check out the box art that's done by a uh, famous Famitsu artist and uh, um, Figment the musical you can check a gameplay of how it looks um, it's, and when it's a musical it is a musical like there's a the enemy is singing songs in it, and you—it's kind of an action-adventure puzzle combat game. So you you do uh, like it's on a diac, so you are going different areas. I can't, uh, Corey, you might know the art style if you look at it, but I can't figure out what this art style is. It kind of reminds me of um, let me look it up, uh, Mighty Python almost, but a little bit cleaner in a sense. Uh, with the way that it looks so uh those games are coming to the switch so you know those are two games that you guys can check out let me see let me see this art style it's uh um tiny barbarian dx is coming in the fourth quarter of 2017 with a price of 29.99 so uh th- that that's really cool uh and i think this is a game that's coming from uh nicholas is releasing it or something Oh uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, um, the up this upcoming sword and sorcery platform game will feature a charming cover illustration by world-renowned artist and character designer Susumu Masu- Masu- uh, Masushita. You may have come across the work of Mr. Masushita on the cover art for long-running Japanese magazine Famitsu. He also created Famitsu's mascot Neki the Fox, who might. We, who you might remember popped up as a Super Mario Maker costume. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And it's weird because I, when I look at the box art, art for it, it, it reminds me to me of Joe and Mac on Super Nintendo. Hmm. I was like, wow. Uh, but it, it's a really cool art style, so you guys should be able to check it out. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, Ed. What's next? So, uh, before we get into the actual last topic or last part of the news section, um, just to let everybody know, Elite Angel Ekro is going to be added as DLC for Mighty Gun Vault Burst. Uh, she'll be free for two weeks. Uh, Anti Creates has adopted a model to be worn early adopters for free content, something we've seen with Blaster Master Zero now. Uh, now switching through DS eShop title Mighty Gun Vault Burst will add content that for a period won't cost a cent. An update to version 1.1 will introduce DLC with Ekaro uh, as a playable character. She'll be familiar to those that follow the Gal Gun series and may remember her from Mighty Gun Vault. Uh, this DLC will arrive on July 27th and will be free until August 9th, after which it'll cost uh, $1.99. 
And uh, they do have a trailer for it for you to check that out. Also, uh, Rogue Trooper Redo is, has a price and a release window. Uh, it's coming out October 17th for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. But it will be coming out for the Nintendo Switch uh, soon after on the eShop after that date. So they don't give a time and a date for that for that one. So I think it's going to be priced at $29.99. Uh, at that, but there's it's not guaranteed for that price. So those are just like two breaking news stories right now. Uh, but Hyperlight Drifter might have a shot coming to the Switch. Uh, yes. Yeah, really big. Uh, the Summer Neon Action Game took a lot of his cues from The Legend of Zelda. It was a standout indie release of last year with the Wii U version planned at one point. Unfortunately, the developer ran into significant development barriers, so the game ended up getting, you know, uh, canceled. They, they said they had to rebuild the whole uh, game from the ground up to work on Wii U, so they just scrapped it. Uh, but there is a chance they're looking into bringing, bringing that game to the Switch. Uh, we don't know if it's going to be just the same game or they're going to have added content. But uh, yeah, Hyperlight Switch, uh, Hyperlight Drifter may come to Switch. Yes, yes, I'm so excited. I like, it. I like that game a lot, and that's the game that you and I have been talking about. Like, man, I really hope this comes to uh, Switch someday. And turns out it actually might just so, might i'm excited yeah. so uh that's are the news stories uh for this show uh for Pabok that came out yes yes i would love to see hyperlight drifter there is another game that looks like it that we was talking about on monday's episode um i forgot the name of it i didn't write oh, it down no, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna remember it hold on hold on i remember what it is uh, I don't remember. I'm just looking it up. <laughs> it was uh, Phantom Trigger. Yes, Phantom Trigger. Uh, and you know they said they were expired by Hyperlight Drifter, and that game looks so beautiful, looks so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but if, if it comes out for Switch, uh, Hyperlight Drifter is definitely a must buy. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a couple of cool games coming to Switch actually real soon. Uh, now that we're on that kind of topic, uh, yes, Retro City Rampage DX is coming in on July 27th for Switch. Uh, the uh, first-person shooter, if you're interested in, it's more kind of first-person shootery slash vehicle-based. Like there's there's some cool vehicles in it called Morphite. Uh, yes, it looks kind of it has like this weird Metroid vibe to it. Like just the way it looks. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's actually going to be Metroid, but like like a Metroid Prime, I should say. It it looks like what uh, No Man's Sky could have been if it had that design, the way that it looks. Yeah, but it looks more. It look. It's it's not No Man's Sky. It's, I'm gonna. Yeah. It it just has that look to it. Uh, that yeah. Polygonal 3D style, you know, colorful. You know, so uh, it's you're t- you take on the role as Mira Kale, who ends up undertaking an interstellar adventure after her routine mission goes awry. The game seems to be a mixture of a lot of concepts, and one of the developers has described like the games like Ratchet and Clank, Metroid Prime, and Turok. Uh, 
as influences for the gameplay. There's also a little mini vehicle sections, so that's cool. And I was watching the trailer. There's uh, like <laughs> there's this weird speeder thing that looks like it was ripped straight from uh, Star Wars Episode Four. Uh, there's yeah. there's like this uh, tanky car looking thing. There's there's a bunch of vehicles in it, but it looks it looks interesting. I will definitely be keeping my eye on it. So there's there's that to look forward to and then there's one other game that was coming oh uh uh 90s super gp uh which is a throwback to the old like daytona 500 for saturn uh games like that and that game mm-hmm. is also coming to switch so it's like a stock car racing game so those were three kind of games that I wanted to point out yeah, yeah, and uh, Tiny Barbarian DX is getting a retail release. So yes, which looks cool. It's like a weird platformer game that looks really cool, sprite based. So yeah, when does the story ever cover? Doing yeah. the box art, yeah. box art. Love box art. Box art's very '90s cheesy. Uh, it's awesome. <laughs> the blonde girl in this box art just looks ridiculous. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, now what, Ed? Well, uh, <laughs> everybody know that we're getting to the fall and holiday season, and you know there's about to be uh, a lot of consoles, uh, special editions, dropping this year. So, Corey, I kind of want to ask you, what would you like to see Nintendo drop as a special edition? Uh, one for Switch and one for uh, the DS family. What game would you pack in and how would you like to look for as this design? Hmm. Man, for holiday, I would like to see it for the 3DS, 2DS family of systems, whatever. Uh, I'm still going to refer to it as the 3DS. I don't care. Okay. Uh, for 3DS, I'd like to see a Metroid Samus Returns and really maybe, since that's a remake of a Game Boy game, maybe have mm-hmm. a Game Boy retro style with like the nasty pink buttons and the in the blue slash purple like Ooh. writing on it and just have the box, have the DS look like that uh, off-white with some gray trim. And really make Ooh. it look like an original Game Boy and pack it in with Metroid. Yes. yes. That's that's what I want to see from a 3DS special edition. And gosh, Nintendo, you can have that one for free as long as I can have one. <laughs> uh but in terms of Switch, hmm. The, there's so I think like there's so much Mario going on this year with Mario uh-huh. Kart, Mario Rabbids. Uh, Mario Odyssey, I think the smart thing to do would be to I mean, man, they're already pack they already have a switch with red and blue Joy-Cons. Uh Man, I don't know. I think there there's going to be one with a Mario theme, a switch with a Mario theme. Uh just because there's so much Mario going on this year. 
because normally they do something special for Black Friday. They they have, but those are mostly for uh, 3ds, and I have an idea for that one. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the, uh, I I think they're gonna do do something with Mario, or maybe I don't know if they would do a Zelda bundle with like a cool Zelda themed Switch just because the DLC is also coming. Uh-huh. Uh Maybe they would package Zelda in with it for an extra 50 bucks and throw in the season pass just to get sales going on that game again. Oh, so like a, a 349.99 bundle. Mm-hmm. You know? And it would be like I don't know, the Switch would have like Hyrule writing on it or something similar to what the gamepad looked like for Wind Waker. Uh-huh. Uh but do a Zelda themed one. I can see the dock having some kind of Zelda design on it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh okay. yeah, the dock too. I forgot the dock existed. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> okay. Uh for me, uh Archer Sun, Archer Moon, uh Pokemon uh 2DS or 3DS. I would love to see that and have the DSs look like the colors of those animals. Uh, of those uh, legendary ones coming out for it. Um, normally, they'll probably would do that for Black Friday, but I think that one would be cool for a no holiday release. And for Switch, I'm thinking a Xenoblade Chronicles uh, 2, a Xenoblade 2 one, where they, where the city, where the, the dock, you know, has like a drawing from Xenoblade Chronicles. And instead of black, it's a different, it's like it's red or something. And the Joy-Cons are from Xenoblade Chronicles, uh, where they're red with blue trimming to outline like where the blue part was in a sword. I would love like to see that. Hmm. Yeah. Oh man, that, I wonder, hmm. I, I just wonder if, like the whole the whole thing is is like i would love to see a xenoblade one but mario is the game this this holiday like it's the it's the game they're pushing the hardest it's the game that's going to get people to buy switches if they haven't bought it already like yeah you know are they really going to waste a special edition on xenoblade when they have mario that's the that's the only thing i playing around with i mean i mean i think mario is just a guarantee but uh i think they have more i, I think they have more design and color options with xenoblade than they do with mario yeah i mean yeah i mean they definitely do you know uh, or they could do like a remember the fire emblem one that came the fire emblem 3ds that came out when fates came out I could see yes. th- I could see them doing a similar thing for Xenoblade. Ooh, that would look nice. Mm-hmm. Like a white switch, because like, you know, whatever con whatever color the console releases in, everybody wants the opposite color. So if they release like a really limited like white switch, mm-hmm. or like with white Joy Cons or something, and that's the only way you could get them for like six months or a year, like I could see them doing that. I I. I... I would love to have a different color dock. And even if I had to spend like 80 bucks on the dock itself, like as an extra, I would love to have like, just like I was talking about the light blue for the 2DS, I would love to have like a light blue dock. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of almost like the Wii when they had that blue one. You know, yeah. that was a really cool look because that 
that color and the material that they uh, used it was just like so spot on. It's just like it really popped. So I would love to have that for my Switch. Yeah. Yeah. There's a. Uh, yeah, man. I. Hmm. Hmm. Now I'm all like thinking about cool special editions. Uh, I still want a Zelda one, though. <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't. See, I wouldn't know. How do you do a Zelda one? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You could do like the gold and the white. Like the gold and the white would be easy, I think. Well, yeah, I, I think like I would love my dock to just look like the landscape, like the part where Zelda, where uh, Link actually runs out, and you just see that wide landscape. Like I would like to see that design as my dock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, that's a. I don't. the The thing is too though for for Switch. I don't know if they would. I don't know if they would do a special edition this year just because they're already struggling to meet demand on the mm-hmm. <laughs> on the console itself. So I don't know if they would go out of their way to be like, "Hey, we know we can't develop as many Switches as people seem to want right now. Uh, let's go out of our way to <laughs> make this really special one." I mean, it could be, it could just be like a sticker or whatever. Like, I mean, I guess they already did that though with the Monster Hunter one in Japan. So, yeah. <sighs> but, I, but yeah, I see the special editions. If they don't do it with the system, the dock, I think, should get some love. Should get some artistic love. Mm-hmm. And I think that would generate more sales for people. You know, to be like, well, I could, you know, it's an extra dock, but you know, it's a cool dock that I could show off to my friends. And I could just keep this other one like in my room and stuff, like in case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Oh man, special editions are cool. I wish I would have like waited to upgrade my PS4 now, because the Destiny special edition's coming out. The uh, white, that it, the white it doesn't look good. But it matches my Xbox One S. Uh, <laughs> and if they're sitting oh, next to each other. Uh. Uh-huh. I mean. I mean, I guess, but I mean the PS4 Pro doesn't look good in general. Like it just looks dumb. Like I've, I, I have it plugged in right now because like, I, I'm working on trying to figure out when we're gonna do this. Let's pod and play for Bloodborne with Matt. Mm-hmm. But like, this, <laughs> the system is so ugly, and that's something like that's something Nintendo really nailed with the Switch and Xbox with the Xbox One S and now the X, where like yes, the systems look like a sleek piece of technology where this one just looks like a box. Uh, ugly Kit Kat bar. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's ugly, man. Like, I mean, I thought the PS4, like the original launch PS4 looked okay. Like it wasn't the best to work and it definitely looked better than the Xbox one fat, but like, I don't know, man, there's something about the pro that just looks dumb. <laughs> and, and like, I'm not, I'm not saying that cause I, I love my PlayStation and I actually am installing the last guardian right now yeah to play it uh because i i do want to have that conversation and i do want to do that for a let's pod and play at some point yes but like i finished the game and like that's like the i mean we had that conversation on arsenal x where like the last guardian's the closest thing to like a nintendo game that sony kind of has right now in terms of like art feeling like an art artistic game and really doing something with an art direction while yeah, it's uh I don't know. I think the Switch really looks nice and like 
I think it's one of the better looking handhelds ever made, uh, and I think the two. <laughs> it's not a handheld. No, I'm it's saying a... when, I'm saying when you have it in handheld mode, like it's one of the better handhelds. Like it okay. looks like a sleek piece of technology, and like the 2DS seems to be going that direction too, uh, where like, you know, and and I think Sony has always had an issue with. I think the last good system they made was the Slim PS2. <laughs> I think that was the last box that actually looked like something I would want sitting on my shelf, you know? So. Uh, but, anyways. Yeah. Video games. Ed yeah. looks stunned. Ed, you still look stunned by this alternative news. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just stunned because, like, there's just so many great games coming out for the Switch and for two uh, for the DS systems uh, or 3DS in general. I should say 3DS, and the list just keeps growing and growing. But special editions of Switch, special editions of um, the 3DS. Thinking of a list of the Nintendo 64 if it ever comes out uh, or ever gets announced, like like a clear purple I'm, one. Oh <gasps> yes. <laughs> oh man clear purple yes. man that'd be awesome I want some clear pur- purple joy cons now or, uh, or, or a clear purple th- 2DS uh, <laughs> no oh, man. They have to, well they got the galaxy but yeah man nobody wants that um, anyways well I guess that's going to wrap this episode of Nintendo Power Block. Uh, yes. You can find Power Block every Tuesday and Friday on podcast services everywhere. Uh, let's see. At 10 a.m. You can find the breakouts on our YouTube page. Uh, I'm going to try an interesting experiment soon with some future episodes where I want to kind of, if you're watching... I mean, I, I brought this up before, but now I'm really going to try to do it. Uh, where if you're watching Pal Block, you're going to be looking at the games that we're kind of talking about, either like in trailer form or gameplay or whatever. So I'm going to I'm going to try to implement that. I want to see how that works out. Uh, you can also find Ed and I on Arsenal X, which is our Xbox show. Uh, but anyways, Ed, where can we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at that Bridget Code. You can also check out my podcast, The Optional Opinion, at the anonymous radio network.podme.com, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast apps. I'm also on Player FM. If you look up that website, you can find Optional Opinion there. I just I just found that out. Um, you also could read uh, some of my work on NGR Radio, read some of my blogs. Um, I posted a new uh, The Moment at skirmishforce.com so you guys could read a Zombies 8 by Neighbors. Check that out. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. I love that game. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I just got really excited because I love that game. <laughs> no, and you guys can read, also read Optional Opinion on IGN.com under N-A-E-N-I-M-E. Um, Join me on uh, Xbox at the Lyrical One and join me on PlayStation 4 at uh, Okamiko and check out my Twitch uh, channel, the Lyrical One, for my listener series. Uh, but yes, also check out Let's uh, Pod and Play in Arsenal X on NGR Radio. Yes. Yes. Uh, you can find me at Corey Hudson in HD on Twitter. You can find me at Corey in HD on Instagram. 
You can find me on NGR Radio on Monday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube and on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and now Podbean. Uh, we have switched services from SoundCloud to uh, Podbean in terms of our primary RSS feed. You'll still be able to listen to the most current episode on SoundCloud because uh, mm-hmm. they offer you that free service where you can have a certain amount on there. But, uh, you know, our our main service, our main feed now is Podbean. I'm, I apologize in advance if uh, <laughs> your podcast service just downloaded like 10 episodes of NGR Radio because I woke up this morning and I had <laughs> the last 10 episodes of NGR Radio on my phone. I'm like, what is happening? Oh, wait. <laughs> iTunes must have updated my, my podcast feed. So uh, you can go to ngrradio.podbean.com to listen to our episodes. Uh, I'm still working out, learning how to use it, so uh, things will be popping up here and there. So Yes. Uh, and also, um, guys, join us on the Nintendo Power Block on Facebook. If you guys want to interact more with you guys, uh, talk about news, uh, d- discussions, questions that you ask us. Actually, Corey, if they do have questions or comments, where can they send that to us? Right. You can email Nintendo Power Block at nintendopowblock at gmail.com for your questions. Yes! And also look for our Facebook uh, things, our Facebook what do you call them? Threads, I guess. Yes. Asking for questions in the Nintendo Power Block Facebook group and on the NGR Radio proper Facebook group. Uh, and then Ed and I will be asking around through our personal stuff on Twitter and, and stuff. So I'm thinking about making a Power Block Twitter. I think that would be uh-huh. good for us. Uh, you know, NGR has one, uh, NGP has one uh, now, so I think it'd be smart if we made a power block Twitter. So yes. look, look out for that. I'm going to figure that out. So um, anyways, if you're watching the video version, like, subscribe, and share. If you're listening to us on audio services, rate us, leave a comment, let us know how you how much you love us, and don't tell us how much you hate us if you do, because obviously you don't hate us because you're listening to us. Um, yes. You can find everything, written stuff on ngrradio.com. And, Ed, I love you. I love you too. Thank you so much for watching, and until next week, we love you. Bye, everybody. Woo-hoo!